When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I probably get 400, 500 calls a year from people saying I've had this experience. But, and when it's pertaining to Asbury Park, 30% are people who have stayed at the Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, it didn't have a face. Like in, in a minute, because I was like, wait, I just didn't see it, it was dark. I'm right, like, right. no, man. But somehow it didn't register. Right. It didn't have a face. They had been having these strange occurrences happening every single night, and they didn't like to be afraid. The husband was having problems where he was waking up at night and he felt like someone was grabbing his legs and Mm. pulling on them. Do we, like, what ultimately is a ghost? Do we all end up like a ghost? What's up, everybody? Dear Abby, this is going to be a fun show. I got new people to introduce you guys to also. Uh, Natalie's here. And our friend Kathy is here. Hey, everybody. Now, a couple of things. Um, Nat works here at the Berkeley. Yes, I do. Uh, she's been working very close with us. Um, she's you, You've really taken off like a rocket here. You're I've ever, tried my best. Everyone's yeah. new favorite person. Oh, wow. Just so much to talk about. <laughs> I um, say. It's going to be a different kind of show uh, uh, to introduce you guys to Nat, which is why Kathy is here. So... One of my favorite people in Asbury Park. Oh, thank you very so much. So why don't, before we get into this, and everyone will, uh, just to kind of tee it up, we've had the haunting here. One of the best episodes we ever did on Dear Albie was we did a ghost hunt at my mother's house, and it creeped the living shit out of me. It, it was terrible. wild. Um, I've only been kind of like ghost hunt adjacent to one other ghost hunt in my entire life, which is why Kath is here. Okay. But why don't we start with just giving the folks at home, in the car or whatever, um, a little bit of background about yourself, what you do here in Asbury, because some people may have heard of you, obviously. Well, I'm very famous. <laughs> and then, I'm very and then Asbury Park famous. Uh, so my name is Kathy Kelly, and I am the owner and proprietor of Paranormal Books and Curiosities and the Paranormal Museum in uh, Asbury Park's historic downtown district. Um, we are, I think, if not the oldest retailer uh, in the downtown, one of the oldest retailers. We've been there for... Uh, going on 15 years. We're going into our 15th year. Um, but I am 100% dedicated I, uh, to the paranormal. That's what I do. I'm not a hobbyist. It's what I do for a living. I travel the world going to haunted places, um, collecting haunted artifacts. And, um, you know, one of my actually, you know, one of the reasons why I came to Asbury Park in the first place and why I chose Asbury Park as a as a place for my business was uh, the Berkeley. Now, first of all, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But how do you get into that as a as a business? And just like what made you want to get into that in the first place? You know, people always ask me, like, I, I don't I never I used to say that I didn't have like this. aha. I used to say I didn't have a holy shit moment. Right. Where it was like, oh, my God, something happened to me. And then I was you know, completely focused on it. Um, I, as a kid, I was just that weird kid. You know, I loved Halloween. I loved Edgar Allan Poe. I loved all the dark and stormy kinds of things. But as I got older, I started to remember something that happened to me when I was like three years old. And um, I think that kind of just jump-started this 
passion for understanding what happens after you die, right? Um, I also just think it's really cool. You know, like there's something just really cool about it. It's it's all about history. It's all about people. It's all about, you know, the connection between the past and now. Um, but as far as how you do it professionally, I think there's like eight people on the planet that do it professionally that don't have a TV show. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them, right? Um, and what happened with me was I had a former career. I loved it, but I kind of hit the max of what I could do with it. Um, and when I decided, I actually just quit. I didn't. I didn't have a plan and um, I was, you know, in my mid thirties and a friend of mine said, you know, do you want to be in your mid forties making this decision? And I was like, no, I'm going to do it now. Um, like, did you prep people or were you like, Hey, listen, I want to get into. No, like, I didn't know that that's what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. I just knew that that's what I was ending up doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had decided I was going to take this year off and I just, I'm going to, you know, the, the year of George, I was just going to, you know, go out and have the year of Kathy and everything I did pertained to that. And a friend of mine who has known me since I was 10 years old, um, said, you know, you got to get a job, <laughs> you know, you got to, you got to do something. Um, and I was like, I know, but I don't know what I want to do. And, uh, I'm not afraid of starting new things. I, I, I was always very entrepreneurial and I come from an entrepreneurial family. You know, my parents are immigrants and so you know, it, it, I wasn't afraid of starting something completely new or, or jumping in a completely different direction. And um, my friend said, I don't know, you got to do something. And it has to do with the paranormal. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. But it's the only thing that you have consistently been interested in, mm -hmm. in, you know, your life. And I thought, holy shit, that's true. And my background was actually television. So I had done live sports production and uh, contract negotiations and distribution and things like that for international sports. Um, so what I did was I looked at ratings on television and the only uh, original content that was being produced more than Major League Baseball was paranormal television shows. And and this was a long time ago. Yeah, I was going to say this had to be before Housewives. Yeah, this was a, this was a long <laughs> time ago. Right, they took that a little well, far. Well, it was also before, <laughs> it was also when you had basic cable, well, right? Well, medium so, shows were really big around It was that, that well. it was, it was, it was um, fear on MTV. It was, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that was happening. And the ghost shows were just starting, right? So the TV shows were just starting. And I looked at that and I thought, shit, if they're, if they're producing that much content, and people are consuming it, then there are people out there who are as interested in this stuff as I am, and I'm gonna create a place for them to go, right? And so um, I originally called it um, House of Spirits, which thank God I changed the name because Johnny Mags opened up. Yeah, right, straight, it was right? like bar. Um, um, I changed the name to Paranormal just at the last minute. I changed it to Paranormal Books and Curiosities. We opened in 2008. Um, we started doing a little bit of everything, like ghost tours, and um, I had books on every subject, and I sold ghost hunting equipment, and you know we did a little bit of everything, um, and it it just grew from there, and it grew because people came in and told me what they wanted, mm -hmm. and I listened to them. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's something that's really, really <clears throat> important is when people come in and say, hey, we want to do this, you figure out a way yeah. for them to do that. So, you know, it's funny because we, we got really just connected when we first got here to Asbury. And, you know, on the show, I don't like for as much as we talk about the Berkeley, I don't talk about I don't, I don't make it about really like work and stuff a lot. You right. know? 
But when we first got here, we were very new kids on the block, and we talked mm-hmm. like you were literally one of the first conversations right. we had, right? And it was just super, super real, just kind of like, you know, I'm a big fan of the just the no bullshit kind of conversations, right, right, right? right? So we clicked pretty much right yeah, away. Yeah, that's who I am, right? <laughs> so, you know, as that's going on, um, we pulled really the haunting out of the sky last year. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit. <clears throat> and we had an overnight room that almost got put out there the very first thing last year is kind of almost like no one's going to actually buy this. Yeah, of course. But like, you know, we'll just have it on the site because it's kind of fun and whatever, and then we'll decorate the rooms. And it was the first thing that went. And I Mm -hmm. was like, holy shit, okay, well, now we've got to come up with something. So I call Kathy, and I'm like, all right, listen. We've got these people that are staying, okay? I've heard a ton of stories about this place. I did a ton of research. And a lot of the research was linked to you, which is a big reason right. why I have you here today. So I'm like, all right, these guys check in. They go upstairs. The room's not decorated at all. Not an inch. We didn't for a, for a building that is right now covered in spider webs. Okay. Oh my God, so many. Like covered. All right. <laughs> like we didn't put a thing up there and they come back downstairs. And I said, I asked to meet them when they checked in. So I bring them back up and I say, listen, there's a reason and I put them in one of the rooms. I won't say which one, mm-hmm. but it was next to a room that I had read a bunch about. Right. And I said, look, here's the story. And I bring Kathy inside. She's got her tools and stuff. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. She sits down. They go for like an hour doing this ghost hunt thing. And when they leave, I said to them, are you still upset that it's not decorated? J- just like that. <laughs> These people, like I'm telling you, goosebumps, white, white. And I said, the ultimate test for these rooms is, are you going to stay in it? Right. The guy moved his room. Well, like legit the I'm next time we did it really. next time we did it the dude checked out yeah, yeah. of course okay yeah. and then the other people just got wasted and just like had a good time well, yeah. but it was it was some wild wild right. stuff but so now in doing the haunting what's funny about it is we're you know like it's something that obviously like you know we, we host here and everything right and production guys come in and abracadabra has been awesome and like it's a haunted house you know it's, yeah. a, it's a and in, in asbury like I've learned you've really got to be um, very open-minded to catering to a lot of people while simultaneously having an identity that's your own. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have people from all walks of life that come into it, but almost all of them say the same thing either before or after. And I'll be at the front of that line helping people check in if it gets really busy and whatever, and they'll start saying, okay, well – is this place really haunted? Is this place really haunted? And the people that probably have some of the best perspective are when you first get here, but especially when me, Chris, and Urbano first got here, we were literally alone with the exception of, because it was COVID. So we got here in March of last year. So we had three months where it was just me, Chris, Urbano, and Steve um, in the building and that was it. Just like free reign of the whole Well, they couldn't couldn't have... There were no guests. You couldn't have guests. Yeah. So... We're basically just walking around cleaning the place up, and I and I would say it all the time. It was like it the first time I walked into the second floor kitchen, I was like, "It's the shine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so that's, that's what I always say to people. It's a very Stephen King. It, there is, hotel. there is a there. You know, and I've been to all the hotels that he wrote that in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been. There is that vibe here. Yeah. There definitely is that. You know, old world something's walking these halls vibe to this place. And I got to tell you, it doesn't matter what paint you put on the walls. Mm. It doesn't matter what, you know, carpet you put on the floor. You just feel it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I, it's funny because when I got here in 2007, 2008, um, I would say it was probably as empty as it was mm. in March of, of uh, 2020. Um, there was a real resistance 
to anyone telling stories about anything happening here. You know, I mean, other pl- other people that I talked to, you know, I did a lot of research. I'm a historian by training and, um, you know, like I take the history very seriously. I got my, I actually went back and got my master's in history just to kind of give myself cred to do it. Um, other places you go and they're like, yeah, you know, we heard these stories too. Or yeah, people say that the kids experience it or, or I believe it. Like if you go over to the boardwalk, they 100% believe it. Yeah. Um, but the only one that ever threatened to sue me was the was no the way yeah no they threatened to sue me <laughs> and i said because i wrote a book you know mm. a, about it and um i said listen i want to be a good neighbor i'm not trying to screw you know I'm, mm. not, I'm not trying to create a problem here um but it was you know i i think that's indicative though of people who don't embrace what they have yeah right because i i what i always say about hauntings is the people who are interested are going to know about them the people who aren't aren't until you have an experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I will say that I probably get, I don't know, 400, 500 calls a year from people saying I've had this experience. But, and when it's pertaining to Asbury Park, 30% are people who have stayed at the Berkeley mm-hmm. and had an experience. And it's, I, you and I have talked, we know, we know the area that we're talking about, yeah. but there are multiple places <clears throat> in this town, I mean, in this, this building mm. that have activity, you know, yeah, you know and you feel it. it. It's funny for me because like, I obviously feel a very close connection to this place, yeah. right? And um, when I get asked that question and I get asked it a lot, okay, I say, I mean, I don't know, and who cares if so? Right. Because, like, and I will. One thing that I've—I'll tell you what—I haven't really answered this. I never said it on the podcast. I will answer the question straight up on this show, just to kind of give a little drum roll of has anything happened to me in this right. building? I will answer that at the end. Right. But um, I never looked at this like I love history. Right. We did the historical society museum in the mm-hmm. building for that reason. Like, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer, and we got this from our dad of really understanding the place that you're in, the community that you're in, immersing yourself in it and having a lot of respect for it. Right. And to me, if that's part of it, that's just a lot of fun and it's really cool yeah, in its absolutely. own way. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Um, and this town in general, I think, has such a crazy long history. Yeah. And so many different spots, uh, you know, around here that I'm like, wow, that's got kind of like a, sco- uh, you know, a spooky vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. At the same time, like, there's, a hipness and a coolness to it and like as a person that's been a part of putting a lot of new carpet down a lot of new paint and all that other right. stuff it's like it's like it's fun for me in a lot of ways but there's also like certain spots that i would never touch in a million years right 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 out of respect right. that i find like classically perfect and beautiful but other mm. people might look at that and say that's creepy you know right, what i mean right yeah yeah but um you know it's 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 a lot of fun in a lot of different ways but I think one thing to remember too is look, the building's a hundred years old with a mm. lot of history. Right? right. And so many things that, you know, this like the, the even the history of the place being built is like crazy, crazy, crazy fascinating. Right. But like this is kind of new for me though. So when you get a phone call, right? And it's not necessarily even about this place, what are they calling you for? Are they trying to make you fix something? Or like help. Like, you yeah. mean about this place? Well, no, no, just, no, just in, general. in general. So usually 
there's two reasons that they're calling the and it's always afterwards they're not calling me in anticipation it's not like hey i'm thinking of checking into the berkeley but i want to make sure it's you know not haunted or it is haunted yeah it's usually something has happened scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. or it's making me uncomfortable in some way so they're either they're looking for two two things one they're looking to be told that they're not crazy mm-hmm. and two they're looking to be told that it's it's okay you know, like, like it's They're okay. Safe. We're going to, we, there are things they can do to mitigate. If it's something that's going on, you know, that's happening over and over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there things I can do to make it better? Right. Um, and sometimes there aren't. You just have to change your perspective, you know? Well, um, it's never like, oh, wow, that's just a, a pipe. Like, that's just a leaky pipe. When I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I've gone, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I had an investigation very early in my, in kind of my full-time career of doing this, um, where I had a, a, an elderly couple um, call us out. Uh, it was actually, a fr- I think it was their grandson, and he was a student over at Monmouth University, and he's like, listen, my grandfather is having a lot of trouble. I think there's something going on in his house, mm-hmm. and you know, he's a war hero, and, and he's not, he doesn't believe in any of this stuff, but he's afraid. When you hear that someone's afraid, you know, you have to be a special kind of a jerk not to want to go yeah. and help them, right? So I said, oh, no problem, let's go check it out. So the first thing that I always do is... I always do a, a kind of intensive investigation um, um, interview. I want to know who you are. I want to understand, you know, am I, am I just trying to convince you of something, or are, is something really happening? Are you, yeah, you know, are are you are you planning on watching me run around in the dark while you and your friends have a couple of glasses of wine? Because I'm not into that, you yeah. know. Um, and I went and I talked to this guy, and he he, you know, I mean, he was like. You know, he was a former Marine, and you're never a former Marine, excuse me. He was a Marine. um, And his wife, he was about 84, 85 years old. His wife was about 15 years younger than him, but she had also been, um, I think she was in the Air Force. So she was also military and like in shape and in charge, and you know, their their house, everything was perfectly put together. Um, But they had been having these strange occurrences happening every single night. And honestly, it was scaring the shit out of them. Mm. And um, and they didn't like to be afraid. So I talked to them. And when I was talking to them, I was like, you know, these these people are legit. Something's happening to them. Something is really happening to them. So we made arrangements to come back another night. We brought in all of our equipment. I brought in uh, three or four different investigators. One of the things that they were claiming was that as they were falling asleep, um, right around the same time every night, they would hear someone walking around in the kitchen. And their bedroom was right off of the kitchen. And, um, you know, the, the husband was more elderly, and I think he slept medicated. But the wife would get up, and she had this samurai sword. Nice. And she would run out with it. And she was, so she was badass, yeah. you know. Too much to awesome. you know, But she was just like, eh. But when she would run out there, there wouldn't be anybody there. And so she started to realize, well, this is something I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the husband was having problems where he was waking up at night and he felt like someone was grabbing his legs and Mm. pulling on them so we go in and uh um i realized most of the stuff is environmental so i i put people around the house we have our cameras set up and everything so i go in and i lay down in their bed and they're staying someplace else for the night and um one of my investigators is laying next to me and you know we're wide awake but we're being quiet and we get to that time of the night and i'm like um, holy shit, is somebody walking around uh, outside? I could hear it too. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like someone was walking back and forth in the kitchen. And it was coming up, it sounded like it was coming up to the door and then fading away. And honestly, I was like, he's not kidding. There's really something there. So um, 
so I get up, I, I, you know, I have somebody out in the kitchen and I'm like, what's, are, is there anybody out there? Anybody walking around? No, no, nobody's walking around. So ultimately after about 45 minutes, we realized what it was and it, you know, spoiler alert, it was not a ghost. Aww. It was the refrigerator. And <sighs> when it would click on at night, it was rocking gently oh, back and forth. That had right? jacked them up so bad. sounded exactly like someone walking. But you had to be, everything had to be completely quiet, right? Could you imagine being so, that terrified and it's your refrigerator? Right, right, right. But, you know, in a way, because I was able to show him that I took him seriously, I took his claim seriously, I did the investigation, when I told him it was the refrigerator, I was then able to say to him, and I think you have neuropathy in your legs. I think you need to see a medical doctor. Mm. And I think that that, because he was counting, he was having these two divergent experiences and but putting them together yeah. and thinking that there was some causality between them. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes you go in, I'll, I will say a lot of times you go in and it's not a spirit, you know? Um, but then, you know, in the, I don't know, 1500 investigations I've done, I can think of off the top of my head five or six that I went in thinking it's going to be the refrigerator mm. and coming out being like it wasn't the refrigerator yeah. and 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 being utterly convinced mm. that those people were dealing with something that that you know they couldn't just unplug you know yeah. and um So where do you land with that like like what's the most intense experience you've had period So I, I first off I'm going to tell you there are a lot of people who will tell you, you know, you can hire, you know, you can bring in a witch or you can bring in a person. You can, different People have different faiths and different, um, you know, belief systems to come in and cleanse your house and do different things like that. And I agree, you can. Mm -hmm. You know, people can come in and do different things. Um, I'm of a mind that it's a lot easier to learn to live with something than it is to get rid of it, okay? Because... It's like people, if they just, they're, they're people, right? So if they decide to stay, they're gonna stay. But the most intense one that I had was actually a family that was, it was a young family, it was a couple, they had two children. Um, they'd bought this house, not that far from here. Um, she had come to me in July and I was really busy, it was the summer. And I always have a rule, right? You're not haunted in October. If you mm. call me in October, yeah. you're not, you're not October right? So it's like if you call me in July, that gag's too easy. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, I, it's I'm way too busy, and and I'm not going to do it. Um, she called me in July. She called me in August. She called me in September. Finally, she called me again in December, and she and I have this rule where I say to, to people, okay, great. If if this is going on, the first step we're going to do is you're going to keep a journal. Because if you can't be bothered to keep a journal, I can't be bothered to come out and check the place. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do one of these investigations. So she said to me, I actually have been. And she emailed it to me. And I was like, oh, okay, holy shit. There's something, you know, like there's something. Mm -hmm. she, this is, she's, afraid, she, she's afraid enough about this or concerned enough about this. She's been paying real attention to it. Plus she'd contacted me for four months. Um, she sent it to me. I looked at it and I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to go check this out. So we, we went out to her house. Um, I think they're, they were concerned because their, their kids had started to report seeing someone, oh, seeing boy. a person walking into their room. That's fairly common mm. when, when stuff like this <clears throat> happens. Um, I went in. There's lots of different equipment that you can bring. Usually, I don't really rely that much on equipment, but people want to see it. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to see the cameras. They want to see the bells and the whistles. I just kind of go in and, and, and see what I see, feel what I feel. And um, my team will have the equipment. And we had this, we had a camera called an SLS camera, which is one of those cameras, um, 
you know, it's it's like how the Kinect works on Xbox. It's how your avatar gets on the screen. So the little camera sends out, uh, you know, um, lights and it reads data that comes back. And, you know, sometimes you point it at something and there's not a person that you can see, but the camera sees a person and it, and it comes back. So um, we were there. We were sitting down. Uh, they had left. They had sent the kids to the grandparents and they had – I had asked that they leave Smart. because – um, the husband was really into it, you know, really, really into it. So I said, you can come back early, but you have to leave in the beginning. Um, and almost everyone on my team saw the same thing, which it looked like we were sitting in one room and we saw what looked like a man run from one room to where the garage is. Nope. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm sitting there and I was just like, I'm, you know, hey guys, just, uh, just, you know, checking your temperature. Anybody else see a guy run from the living room to the garage? Every one of them was like, yeah, that's exactly what I saw. We all went to the same place. We go out to the garage. So we bring the SLS out. And um, I don't do research on a pro- on a property before I go in because mm-hmm. I want to get the data. I don't want it to I don't want it to inform what I experience there. Mm-hmm. So we have the SLS. We go out to the, the garage and we see what looks like on the camera a body kind of suspended from the ceiling. Oof. So... You know, we start talking to it to see if it, it'll respond to us or, you know, can you get down? And, and it looks like it gets down and it, it's walking around. It's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. A little, yeah. So um, we go upstairs to where the, the kids are seeing things. We bring an EMF detector and, and we're measuring electromagnetic field. And what we realize is that none of the outlets in the house have any kind of insulation on them. Mm. So the so there's a lot of this this electricity kind of going out, and it can cause you to feel paranoia. It can mm-hmm. cause you to feel claustrophobic. So I'm like, okay, that's a that's something we can take care of right away. You just call an electrician; that'll mm-hmm. take care of it. But while we're up there, we have a person on our team who um, we have a EVP recorder and a person on our team who claims to have some psychic ability. And so we're doing EVP recordings. We're trying to get voices, and we get three names on the recorder, and um, now we're going to wrap it up for the night, right? We're going to take what we have. And we're going to go back. The names that came through were uh, Paulie, Nikki, and Danny. Okay, so just like that, though, right? I actually thought the first name was Polly, but it was Paulie. So we don't tell them what we've seen. We're going to come back in a couple of days and talk to them about it. So I start doing research. And when I do research, it's like, you know, some people in police departments, they check things for mm-hmm. you. You do some stuff online. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it is pulling in favors and mm-hmm. trying to get people to do stuff for you. Um, so it turns out at that particular that particular home's address had been changed. The number had been changed because there had been a suicide there oh, six years prior. A man named Paul killed himself. He hung himself in the garage. I'm actually getting chills yeah, thinking about it right crazy. now. I'm feeling he, a little uncomfortable. He yeah. hung himself in the garage in a fit of depression, right? Oh. He had two daughters, Daniela and Nicole, mm-hmm. Nikki and Danny. And when we went back to tell them this, I use, I'm used to going back and being like, nope, it was the pipes. Yeah, you right. know, like yeah. you said. Yeah. I went back and I had to say, I, I do think that there's something here. And essentially all we were able to do is then kind of just talk to the house and say, 
if you have a message for your daughter, we know you made this decision, you know, you made a permanent, you, you know, you, you made a mistake, mm. but you don't have to stay here. And um, we saged the house and, and we went, ended up going back a couple of times. Um, we definitely told them to get the insulation put in the light switches and everything like that. And about four months later, she contacted me and she was just like, listen, it's been awesome. The house has been great. We do from time to time see things or experience things. But essentially what we did was we said, you know, Paul, you don't have to go if you don't want to, but you're scaring these people. Mm -hmm. So just chill. Just be quiet. Relax you know? a little. So like what, what then like I'm trying to ask the question the right way. Do we like what ultimately is a ghost? Do we all end up like a ghost? What's going on, guys? So no one wants to cut corners on what's important and few things matter more than a good night's rest. Bolin Branch's signature sheets feel so soft and light, you'll forget you're not actually sleeping on a cloud. And they're sustainably made for uncompromising quality from field to factory. Now, I will tell you guys the truth. I've been getting these things as gifts, number one, because um, they make me feel very important while I sleep. I'm just going to put it out there, okay? Down to the color, to the feel, the whole thing. But also, they're beautifully wrapped, and it saves me a wrapping job. I still, to this day, don't know how to wrap gifts. Not my thing, okay? You get them in bags. That's my, and these guys, they make it look beautiful. Very pretty, right from the jump, okay? So if nothing else, they'll save you a little time. The signature hem sheets from Bowling Branch are a bestseller for a reason. Butter, buttery, soft, lightweight, organic cotton, and a classic sateen weave for sheets that get softer over time. Not too hot, not too cool. The perfect year-round sheets for most sleepers. Bowling Branch focuses on quality over quantity. No inflated thread counts here because more isn't always better. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code DEARALBY at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code DEARALBY. Back to the show. I don't think so, mm -hmm. right? I, and... I, I, I told you that story, but I'm still not convinced, right. right? So I still go into the next case. Like, I still don't know. Ex I'm presenting a story to you that, to me, is compelling because there's evidence. Yeah. It's evidentiary. But I don't know. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Um, and, and it would be wrong of me to, to, to mm -hmm. make anyone think that I do. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we all end up wandering around mm -hmm. earthbound, kind of, you know, going through. I think. Yeah. I think. I think there's a lot more freedom mm -hmm. after, you know, afterwards. And I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of memory. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of like, I'm going to stay and I really like, I really like the mats or I really like, you know, yeah. like that. But someone like Paulie, mm -hmm. who I think made a terrible choice because he was in a terrible place. Um, I think his, he was so focused on what he was doing that he stayed in that moment. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's living. It's like, I don't think he's reliving his life. I think he's reliving that. Yeah. 45 so like, how do you, how do you think? Yeah. That's kind of, I think it's probably a better way of, of asking the question. Like, how do you like, what is your interpretation of? Cause obviously, I mean, you, you believe ghosts and paranormal yeah, things I, exist, you know, right? I, I definitely think there's something. Yeah. So like, what do you, your interpretation of that ultimately is what it's a consciousness. That's like, like, I think that's still open for debate. I think I think it's not one thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's there's a bit of a the wild west to it. I mm -hmm. think that there I think there's definitely been times where I do believe that consciousness survives. I mean, and that's what everyone is talking about, right? When you're talking about you're talking about the survival of personality after mm -hmm. death. It's like when people say to you, oh, "I believe, you know, 
we all go where energy can't be created or you know destroyed right. we all go back to the great you know power source and it's like okay but i don't want to be a power source mm. i want to be kathy yeah you know and I have had experiences that lead me to believe that that's certainly possible, mm -hmm. that there's at least certain people that that does happen to. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, when you're dealing with like psychic phenomena versus hauntings or or like a paranormal uh, investigation or something like that, I don't even like saying paranormal investigation, but mm -hmm. you know, um, it's more like a safari. But um, you know, when you talk to certain mediums and things like that, I gotta tell you, there's data that comes out, there's information that comes out that's really compelling. Mm. Um, and then there are other people who will say, you know, um, no, we, we, we reincarnate. Mm. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Right. I, but I don't think it's linear. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think there's a, I think there are options. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't think it's rigid either. Like, you know, you're born into this, on this planet and you pretty much have to follow a certain Based on where you're born, you kind of have to follow a certain structure pattern. I'm not sure that that's the case right. on the other side. So now with that, like, so do you cover a lot? Like, for instance, I've had a lot of people write into the show asking me to do shows on uh, psychics and mediums. Mm -hmm. And, like, for whatever reason lately, and this kind of came up a little bit after I think we were talking about sending mom to Salem, like witchcraft in general. It's because of TikTok. So I'm like, tell yeah, you, like, that's why the interest is so escalated at this moment. What the hell is going on on TikTok? Because on we're casting TikTok, spells on TikTok. Yes. What do you mean? There's is a that? whole other side of TikTok that's like called witch talk, and uh -huh. it's people that are coming on, and a lot of them are full of shit. I'm right. not gonna lie, and they're making things up and trying to educate people with their quote unquote spells that mm -hmm. right. are shit. But there's this whole witch talk where people are giving tips and tricks, and you know, yeah. use this from your garden or use this from yeah. your spice cabinet witch, to like make somebody obsessed has with been you. Growing as a interest for the last four or five years and so has uh tarot right tarot. Tarot's really, so many really big. Yeah. fake bullshit yeah. tarot readers on tiktok so I there's a there's a first of all it you know what? it's cool right it's it seems cool from the perspective of interest in witchcraft though it's it's also like this idea that you're tapped into or you're you know you're somehow connected to both the physical world and the spiritual world mm -hmm. and and witchcraft kind of encompasses that right mm -hmm. most people would consider consider themselves to be either a hedge witch or or like a you know kitchen a green witch, witch a kitchen or... witch or something along those lines and there's something i think honestly i think it's because people feel a lack of spirituality in their lives mm -hmm. and 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 i don't mean that to be like like foo foo or anything i, I think I think there's a calling to it, right? Mm -hmm. And I do think the last year mm -hmm. has has kind of been like, listen, I watched everything on Netflix. I watched The Tiger King, you know what? And now they've people have kind of branched out into other things. Um, but you know, listen, there are things that were considered psychic or spiritual, or and all of these are just interchangeable mm -hmm. words. But there are things that were considered that that there's absolutely empirical scientific evidence that that there is a you know that there's a there's a real something really occurring mm -hmm. you know for instance like um prayer you know um i'm i'm not a religious person um i don't you know i was born and raised catholic but that's about the extent of it um but there's there's the study of noetics which is is essentially the study of faith and belief on the physicality of of people's uh, lives and they've done research you know empirically accepted research where you have someone who's sick in helsinki and you have people in california praying for them and that person doesn't know it but at the assigned time their ekg changes right mm -hmm. so 
that's crazy, you know, when you think about that. Um, but it's also science, you know, like, like it's just something that we haven't discovered yet. These, these, and I think that when it comes to witchcraft, and I think, I think psychic phenomena is this, I think mediumship is this, is that there is some kind of, maybe it's an electronic pulse, maybe it's some kind of, you know, maybe it's some kind of energy fiber that, that does interconnect all of us. And some people are better able to read those things mm -hmm. than others. Like, you know, people whose hunches you trust, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, I know there are people where I'm like, I just want you to read this and tell me what you think. Of yeah. it. And mm -hmm. whatever they think, I think yeah, because of whatever. And some people would call that good instinct. Mm -hmm. Some people would call that psychic phenomena. But I do agree with you. I think TikTok has had a huge influence on it. I think also there's been this very interesting like resurgence of like 90s culture. Yeah. And in the 90s, as a, a young little girl that I was at the time, mm -hmm. there was a very big popularity around witch movies. Mm -hmm. Right. The craft, practical magic. Because it's an inherently female power And now they're power like thing. nostalgic right. films right. And, and they're cult classics. And those are things that people in in our demographic kind of are revisiting and they're being remade and they're being remade right, but now Sabrina. we're older too so mm -hmm. now that there's this like witch trend and then couple that with all of these movies that we used to love as kids and, and now it's kind of like well are we witches i don't know well remember we and witchcraft is about power <laughs> And, and not, not yeah. negative power. It's about the empowerment no, of the it's individual. Like feminine, like right, strength. right. The, the the power of, of kind of kind of you know hold uh, kind of um, grabbing hold of an inherent you know power that is connected to everything in the uh, in the world. And when you look at like Charmed, Charmed was a huge oh, movie. God, so, so it's good. not, but it's pop culture mm -hmm. follows, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't lead, yes. right? So so there was that kind of. There was a need for that or a desire for that, and, and then writers fill that, yes. right? Um, but, you know, like you had the, the, the Twilight franchise. I mean, look at Harry Potter. You know, Harry Potter kind of, the, the whole witches and, and, and There's always that like magic kind of, right, there's, and, happening. And, and there's a part of us that num not only wants to believe in it, but there's a part of all of us that does. It like makes you feel better a right. little. And it's the like, idea- Some of it's just fun, but some of it is like a little hopeful, especially if you don't believe in organized religion. And the there's idea that- There's something else to look to. Right, and the idea that you can walk into your garden mm -hmm. and grow something that will make your cold feel better. There's yeah. something magical about that, especially with us because we're so disconnected from that. Mm -hmm. We go to CVS or we go to Rite Aid to get our, something that makes our cold feel better. Well, of course, it's all based on, you know, herbal medicine. Mm -hmm. So the idea that that you can go out into your garden and, in the moonlight and you know bask in it, but then also brew this tea that you grew, and feel better about it, you're you're just going to feel more empowered. But yeah, I mean, and I, I'll tell you, I was up, uh, I was up in Salem um, last weekend. Oh, how was that? And it crowded. Was I bet packed. Yep. <laughs> there were lines to to shop. You know, and that's always how I imagined it here, mm -hmm. you know, like growing the kind of the folklore of Asbury Park to to kind of have that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you could wait online for 45 minutes to spend money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and there are I can't even tell you how many witch shops in. in uh, I have in friends that lived in Salem, Salem yeah. briefly before they got married, like after they graduated college and. They don't even want to talk about it. They not, hate Halloween. Not, yeah, they, are not Halloween. they never want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> they just they can't stand you it. You can't park. You they can't won't do watch anything. Hocus Pocus. Right. <laughs> not, literally nothing. They never even want to speak. Well, about Hocus it. Pocus is responsible a lot for for the, oh, 100 the good feeling about witches too. A hundred percent. So a couple things, and I'm gonna have to get too deep on it now. Uh, I think we'll close on this stuff. Number one, I'm interested in 
No, you were because we talked a lot about you saying um, you've never done a proper hunt here at the Berkeley, mm -hmm. um, which I think we need to change. So we're yeah. going to change that. Awesome. I we got to get some cameras in here though to do that. We're going to do it. For, do it. We're going to do it right. So right. Fun. No, that's because the way to do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to be telling everybody like you know stories after they're not going to believe me. But you said that the Berkeley was a big part of the the the, the reason that you were inspired to come to Asbury. So yeah. what was the reason for that? So there were three different ghost stories that um, that brought me to Asbury Park. Mm. Um, one of them I, I now own. It's in, it's the building that I'm in. Mm. Um, and I waited for that one. Um, the other were the shipwrecks that are were along the, the, the boardwalk, which, um, you know, the stories are, are out there. And I've, I've written extensively about them, but so have other people. But the Berkeley at the time was known as the Berkeley Horrorette. Mm. And it was the only continually operating hotel in Asbury Park in 2008. It was the only hotel in mm. Asbury Park. Oh, true. Um, and I had read and talked to some people who had had so many different experiences here. Most of them were, were musicians. And you have this idea that musicians are going to be like flighty and everything, but they're not. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to stay up late. So, you know, like they, they usually are pretty quiet during the day. And there was almost nobody in this, you know, in this place ever. Mm -hmm. um, except for whoever was playing at the Pony mm -hmm. or whoever was playing at, at the original Asbury Lanes. Um, and the stories that I heard from them is what really compelled me to come here, in addition to the history of the place. Because the Berkeley's history is like a winding, it's like a crazy winding road. It's like if you gave a chihuahua a you know, crack and said, run down the road, <laughs> it's all over the place. It has been everything from the premier hotel resort hotel destination on the east coast which is what it was originally right mm -hmm. and which is what it is now <laughs> um we'll get there but it was also a hospital mm -hmm. it was a military hospital mm -hmm. and you don't hear a lot about that because they don't talk about that i right? just found that out the other day yeah. i feel like i think uh cory and i were looking up like hotel history it was almost impossible to find that yeah okay? it took us a while. i had to and when i was originally doing it i actually had to write to the government mm -hmm. to get the information about i actually it had some pretty crazy pictures and and and, yeah. and and so imagine 12 or 13 years ago when mm. none of this stuff was really available um but the stories that came out of it and because it was also i think it was an sro at some point too but because it was uh, it's it it had a it had a continuous history when a lot of Asbury Park didn't. Mm -hmm. And the continuous history, all of it, was very, very compelling because it was never people who knew each other telling the story. Mm. It was like some it was like I was there in nineteen seventy eight and this happened. I was there in nineteen ninety eight and this happened. Mm -hmm. I was there in two thousand and eight and it happened. Um and you know, the other thing about the Berkeley is is when you walk through it, mm -hmm. you know, it's a beautiful place. It, it really it is, is. It is a. It is a. From an architectural standpoint, I mean, I don't know that you could. I don't know that there's a place that matches it. It you has know? so much it, character. It has so the much character. It's and it's so utterly unique. Yeah. You know, the, its design is. But the you know it was it was the preponderance of the stories. One story in in, in particular, which I won't tell because <laughs> I don't want to. You know, I don't want. What ends up happening then is people become so focused on that. Yeah. That they don't. Um, that they don't want to talk about anything else. Yeah. Right. And, and then, of course, you know, you end up in that room, and you know. You yeah, get, I mean, um, you know, that that's the one that you know people do tend to uh, uh, come up and bring up to me a lot. But people will will say, and I don't know, I, I'm like I'm I'm like you, right? I I don't really look at anything and 
have a, a, a set real like you know when it's out in the ether kind of kind of a thing right. i'm not like oh well, this must be you know it must be a uh, the ghost thing is real or yeah, it's this yeah. or it's that mm-hmm. i'm kind of open-minded to a lot of different you know potential aspects of it but when we first got here like i said it's really easy to walk around now and forget what it was like when we well, first yeah, arrived there was nobody there yeah. because it was just you know so empty so many places that were like we we didn't know anybody we didn't have really you know, we had a, a number of things we thought we wanted to do, but, you know, we're, we're reacting to COVID for the first time and all right. this other stuff. Um, and you didn't know, like six months, eight months, when, you know, when's it going to happen? Yeah, it gonna, uh, and, and it was just so out in the up in the air. We didn't know if we were going to be able to stay here. There was right. so much. We just knew that we loved the town and we thought the building was awesome. Right. And, you know, obviously still do. And that's only really intensified. Right. And and they've been really great. Like when we first got here, it was a lot of rolling the eyes. Well, you guys are only going to be there for a couple of months. Right, and then right, that'll right. be that. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously we fell in love with it and things have been going the way it's going. And that's great. And we're going to be taking on more stuff. And that's very, very exciting. But when we first got here, there were definitely some things that were sticking out to mm-hmm. me. Like that was like, oh, yeah, like that's this, that's that. And I kind of shrug it off and keep keep it moving. And we got crazy, crazy, crazy busy, crazy busy. And I am like a little like when it comes to the ghost stuff, a little skittish, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, since I was a kid. My my parents were playing or my mom was playing Ouija with my aunts one time. Oh, and that jacked whoa. me up forever. No Ouija for me. So I'm walking through a hallway. And usually when people hit me up now, like, have you experienced really? Ah, nah, you know, yeah, well, one time. All right. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yes. And this is what happens. And this is where I now base my theory on, on, you know, I guess the paranormal, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. There was a period of time where I was feeling like I was almost being um, helped out. Mm-hmm. Like a certain song would play all the time when I would walk into a room. And we couldn't figure out how the speakers worked yet. So it's not even like we had a playlist. Like, right. But we would get things working and then all of a sudden something would work, you know, something would right. come on and like, but when you enter a room, this would happen or this would happen, whatever. So I'm walking down a back hallway in the kitchen after we closed and we had to close everything at 10, uh, uh back then COVID right. COVID stuff. Yeah. And th- basically this is like a T shaped hallway. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming on the right side and then in the middle, there's another hallway that goes down into the restaurant on the far left is the kitchen. As I make the turn, now we're hiring people left and right back then. There's a guy that comes in. He's got beige pants and a green shirt and, like, muscularly built dude. And I'm, like, looking down. I have, I think, my head on my phone or something. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, we hired somebody else. I'm like, you know, this guy came to work dressed. He's like, put together. That's great news, right? Everyone else is wearing shorts. He makes a right down the base of the hallway. Okay? Now, this hallway is about... 30 feet long. Right. He had about maybe three or four steps on me. He's not getting to the end of the hallway. Okay. And he's wearing like black shoes and it's like clicking. Mm -hmm. Right. I hear it. I see him. Like this is, I saw him. Okay. Mm -hmm. He goes down the hallway. I look to my left. There's nobody there. (laughs) No one there. Right. (laughs) And I don't even stop. Okay. I keep walking and I scream out loud. I'm way too busy for this shit. (laughs) And I make a right. Okay. Haven't seen anything since. Well. All right. Now, then about a couple of weeks later, I read about the hospital. Mm-hmm. We do the haunting. Okay. 
Urbano comes down dressed, and this is if you go to the haunting website right now, it's a video that's oh on my there. God. Urbano I've seen comes this down video dressed again. like an old army. Yep. Oh my That's God. what you were talking. I'm like, I know what this it's is. It's exactly what the outfit was. And then I thought about it and I was like, I saw the entire person, but I'm realizing I didn't see their face. Right. And then I said to myself, it didn't have a face. Like in, in a minute, because I was like, wait, I just didn't see it. It was dark. I'm right, like, right. no, man. There... But somehow it didn't register. Right. It didn't have a face. And I was like, holy shit. And like a week later, I have this one on tape. Urbano is sitting in the back room. Wearing that outfit randomly, mm-hmm. you know, after the haunting, um, and somebody grabs his ass. No. Yeah, like out of nowhere. He's like, he goes, what? <laughs> and I have that on tape. You have to ask. Stop. I think I've talked about that on the show before. Oh, but we think the ghost, But basically, the, the, whatever the ghost is, if it's still here, he's in Turbon. He's in Turbon. Well, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. He's a very fetched guy. But. When, when you were talking about the style of dress, I'm like, I know where this is. I know, yep. I know where this is. And I, I saw when I looked it up, it was exactly what they were wearing. When we when we were here, um, we were up in one of the ballrooms, and we did a you know we did a quick uh, EVP. Um, you know, it was, we had a lot of people there, so it's, it's, but we got a couple of recordings of voices. Two two names came through, and one of them was um, was uh, said. Uh, one of them said. Um, they, and one of them said stop and I said well, why do you want us to stop and they said um, it literally said I have to get up early to go fishing nice oh, so we got wow. a really long no I mean day. so they they basically sure. work here I mean that's no, they're they're here. definitely living here but when I, when I say it all the time like if anybody would have experienced a ton of things by now it's 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 me um, for like as late as I'm here like by myself terrifying um, honestly I don't know how you do it I, I'm it into gets it. It's dark outside, and I'm like, nah. You know what? It's but there's just something about this place that like really makes you, I think, fall in love with it. It's a, it's a really, you know, and you in feel the safe town here. Too. You feel safe here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's that. I think it's, it's, it's that I feel connected to it. But that's what you I know? mean. Like, yeah. this is your place. You know, you know I, I, like... I feel like we, you know, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we're attached to it. Right. Now, you know, right. in its own way. So, but we're gonna do a real one. Yeah, made it on tape. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Thanks so much for having me. This Love was you kind so of fun. much. <laughs> We're gonna have you on a lot now. Yeah. You're cursed. I'm excited. You know. But thank you guys for listening. And no different kind of show, but this was fun. I know a lot of you guys are uh, uh but this is the teeing up to the big one. We're gonna get um you know, we're gonna get Kathy your wish and let's hope that I don't regret it and scare everybody from staying <laughs> here. But I don't think we will. I think everyone's gonna be into it. So excited again. Catch you guys later. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.